discusses Chinese culture and history through historical Chinese dramas, as well as chase Chinese dramas as they air. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Today, we are doing a special 2022 wrap-up episode with our favorite dramas of the year, interesting news, and then also what we're looking forward to in 2023. We are super happy to have expanded content this year and have had tons of fun chasing all the Chinese drama and entertainment news. So this is just a fun little episode to recap some of those events and our general thoughts of the year. I'll kick things off with my top three favorite dramas of the year, then Kathy will share hers, and then we'll move on to what were the favorite dramas of the year as voted on by fans on the poll on our website. I'm going to start off with number three for me. It was actually A Familiar Face, or Xu Yan. This is the short drama that I gave a 7.5 rating on our uh, website. I think I really like this drama because I have not watched a short drama before and each of these episodes were only 10 minutes long, but the story was really tight, concise, and it was just a steamy romance novel that I was like, huh, I really like this format. So maybe some of these dramas, you know, can be a little bit more tightly written and take a leaf out of this uh, drama moving forward. Number two is Tianxia Changhe or The Long River. I just put up my review for this 40-episode drama, and it's quite dense, but also so much history is packed into this one drama. And the fact that the uh, subject matter was about the Yellow River itself, set in the Qing Dynasty under Kangxi's reign, it was such an eye-opening experience for me, and it was also a refreshing uh, change of pace because this drama was so focused on history and politics and policy rather than romance and any other uh, more common tropes that I had a ton of fun watching this drama. I actually talk about this drama a lot with my dad and he's like, yes, this is a really good drama to watch um, for Chinese history. And my number one favorite drama for the year, it is Undoubtedly, Meng Hua Lu, or A Dream of Splendor. I will admit I am completely biased by the fact that it stars Liu Yifei, which, you know, I have been a fan of hers for more than 20 years. <laughs> and so this is her return to the small screen. I don't think Meng Hua Lu was the perfect drama, but I thought it was one of the most beautiful this year. And it's something that I just look forward to um, recapping. And also, I just loved the chasing experience of watching this drama. So that is my number one for the year. Thanks, Karen. And now on to my list. So in the number three slot is going to be your favorite drama, which is Meng Hua Lu, A Dream of Splendor. Yeah, you were totally not as enamored <laughs> with the show as I was. I thought that the drama towards the end veered a little too into kind of what it wanted from a historical standpoint instead of staying grounded in history. So for that reason, I'll put it at number three, but I will agree that it was a beautiful, beautiful production. All right, number two, my second favorite drama of the year was actually Yu Jun Chu Xiang Shi, Qia Si Gu Ren Gui, or The Blue Whisper. I will admit, I do also have some bias because it does star Dili Raba, one of my favorite actresses, but I will give a lot of points to the fact that it stayed pretty close to the source material. It had a really positive message for 
all the characters throughout the drama, and we did get some breakout performances, especially from Guo Xiaoting in the evil role as Shun De Xianji. See, it's not in my top、uh, three list because I didn't particularly like Ren Jialun, Alan Ren's performance in this drama. But you know what? To each their own. I will give you that. I thought his performance was not up to his usual standard. Quite frankly, both of his performances this year didn't perform up to his standards. But for this drama, I do enjoy the scenes, particularly with the women of this drama. And my number one, which might be surprising to listeners because I haven't really talked about this drama, it is Feng Qi Longxi or The Wind Blows from Longxi. Maybe I'll write a review about this、um, drama in the new year. But it is a spy drama set during the Three Kingdoms period, right around the third century A.D. We haven't talked much about the Han Dynasty or that era, but I hope we do so soon for our podcast dramas. Well, for Feng Xilongxi, this was a very engrossing. 24 episode watch because it was all about loyalty. It was all about spycraft, and I was honestly on the edge of my seat for the entirety of those 24 episodes. People make grand sacrifices, and they make it because they truly believe in the country that they are fighting for. It is a little bit heavier of a watch, but if you're interested, 24 episodes. It's not long. I highly recommend you check out Feng Qi Longxi. And what about your favorite dramas? These are the top three dramas voted on by fans on the poll on our website. And this list is a little surprising to me and different from our personal、uh, lists. In the number three spot, we have Xin Han Tanlan, Yue Sheng Tanghai, or Love Like the Galaxy, starring Wu Lei and Zhao Lusi. Number two is Qie Shi Tianxia, or Who Rules the World. Which stars Yang Yang and also Zhao Lusi. Now we've watched Xinhan Tanlan, but we have not watched Tie Shi Tianxia. Partly because Kathy, you can interject. This was literally her favorite book <laughs> for however many years. She was so obsessed with this book, and we were, you know, I've read it as well. We were thinking. For a long time, who should play the main characters? And so Kathy has stayed away from this drama because she does not want、um, her image <laughs> of the book to be shattered. Because I don't think you know when you hype something up so much, it's really hard to have your expectations met. And so I think she's like trying to protect that image of Tie Shi Tianxia or Who Rules the World in her mind. Thanks, Karen. Yes. Tie Shi Tianxia, or Who Rules the World, was legitimately one of my favorite books for I don't know a good five six years. I listened to the audio book. I've read it multiple times, and I was so so excited to hear that they were making a drama out of this. Unfortunately, based on all the previews and kind of reviews that I have seen of Tie Shi Tianxia. Online,、um, I think I'll rather stay away from watching it so that I don't, as Karen says, shatter <laughs> the image that I have of this book. But you know what? I'm glad that it is doing so well on our list. I'm guessing that Yang Yang has a really strong following.、Um, also, if listeners, you guys want to tell me why I should watch it, and maybe you know I will. I can be convinced. I just need a lot of convincing at this point. <laughs> 
And then number one is going to be Meng Hua Lu or A Dream of Splendor. I'm pretty pleased that at least some people agree with me that they really liked Meng Hua Lu this year, whereas Kathy is gonna just roll her eyes and say, you know what, that wasn't my favorite. So, yay! And what about some of our favorite scenes for the year? I have two. Number one, my most uh, favorite badass scene of the year, and then my most beautiful scene of the year. Number one, for the most badass scene of the year is got to be in Tang Lan Jue or Love Between Fairy and Devil. In episode nine, where Dongfang Qingcang arrives to save Xiao Lanhua, who is being questioned and tortured by the spirit clan, the aura and power he exhibited was enough to make any woman swoon. He totally came in and just beat the crap <laughs> out of everyone um, with the power that is Yue Zun or Dongfang Qingcang. So I was like, damn, this is a very, very swoon-worthy and hot scene. In terms of my uh, most favorite scene from a beauty perspective, it has to be in episode 33 of Meng Hua Lu or A Dream of Splendor. Even if you haven't watched the entire drama, you don't even need to watch the drama. Episode 33, there is a splendid banquet show that the main character puts together to garner attention for her new restaurant or Yong Anlo. The performance on display mirrored famous paintings in the Tang Dynasty, the dances, costumes, food, music, all of it was stunning. And you think you're actually watching like a theatrical performance. So even if you haven't watched this drama, you can watch this episode just for the beauty of this scene. I will give you that, Karen. I also rewatched that scene plenty of times this year uh, within Meng Hualu. So I will say that is also my most beautiful scene of the year. As for the scene that I think is the most badass of the year comes from episode 14 of Yu Jun Chu Xiangshi or The Blue Whisper. And this is when Ji Yunhe tries to save Chang Yi and instead surprisingly transforms into a nine-tailed fox spirit. She goes from Xian or fairy to Yao or spirit in the blink of an eye and that transformation is intense. Her power is terrifying and she unleashes it all on the evil goons of Shun De Xianji. It is a very satisfying watch, so please do so if you have the time. That's our ramble on for dramas, but let's talk about some pop culture, shall we? In terms of the top three breakout stars for the year, we have a list of three folks, and they're actually three men this year. And the number three spot has to be Bai Jingting. He started the year with a thrilling chase in Reset or Kaiduan that had the entire country chasing along and following this drama to see how the story would resolve. And then at the end of the year, he came out with another breakout hit with Ting Ting Zhuchang or New Life Begins. No one expected that drama to do well, but it gained lots of really good reviews and very high viewership. So. I would give this number three spot to Bai Jingting for the breakout star for the year. Number two is Tan Jianci. He really killed it in his turn in Lie Zui Tu Jian, or Under the Skin. This is a drama that I actually haven't watched, but have heard really good things about this show. And since this drama aired, he has 
skyrocketed in popularity because he also actually came from a boy band. And so people are seeing that he not only has really good acting chops, but he's able to sing and dance as well. So this guy has certainly caught the attention of tons of people this year. And in the number one spot, there is no doubt about who is the biggest breakout star this year, and that has to be Dylan Wong or Wang Hedi. Wang Hedi was actually panned last year in his turn in a drama called Yu Long because people did not like his acting, but today he is one of the biggest uh, male idols because, of course, in his turn as Dong Fang Qingcang in Tang Lan Jue or Love Between Fairy and Devil. What is really funny is his new drama is airing right now called Fu Tu Yuan, and people are like, hmm, is it as good as uh, Love Between Fairy and Devil? We shall see. We'll talk about this a little bit more in our next week's uh, drama updates episode. But Wang Hedi has so many trending posts right now on Weibo. He is the most popular breakout male star for the year. I am a little sad that this list is all men, but I just feel like on the lady side, they haven't in Chinese chu chuar as much or like become breakouts as much as these men in the list that I just mentioned. I mean, you do have Esther Yu, Yu Shuxin, who did well because of Tang Lan Jue or Love Between Fairy and Devil. And of course, Guo Xiaoting, who was awesome in both Love Between Fairy and Devil and The Blue Whisper. But I don't think they became as popular as the three men I just mentioned. Right. And that's also because this year, the quote unquote top female celebrities also all had dramas come out. So they retained their status as the top like breakout stars. When you think about this, it's like Yang Mi, Zhao Liying, you know, they were already the top. So in terms of breakout stars, um, I don't think there any of the dramas this year had female leads achieve um, that or new heights. Yeah, new heights. Yep, these three men all achieved new heights in their careers. Well, that's all well and good for dramas and breakout stars, but a huge part of the content we've added this year is in the no drama, which is about, honestly, a lot of it is about celeb downfalls. So what was my most surprising celeb downfall for the year? It has to be Deng Lun. I really like Deng Lun because not only did he have a number of good dramas air, but he also had an interesting drama coming up called Night Wanderer or Yeliuren that he had finished filming and it was the drama was in post-production, but I don't think it'll ever see the light of day now. Not only that, he was in a number of fantastic reality TV shows. Um, this included Mi Shi Da Tao Tuo or Great Escape and of course Ji Xian Tiao Zhan or Go Fighting. But for me, the uh, one reality show that I'm super sad that he is no longer on, and also I think all of those episodes are now no longer, like you can't see them, is called a show called Gu Gong or Treasures in the Forbidden City. This was a reality show on Beijing TV where he was one of the hosts that would go to the Forbidden Palace with a bunch of uh, guest celebrities, and they would actually do research and learn about Forbidden Palace history. That show, given how much history that we focus on for our podcast series, you can guess was totally up my alley. And I binged those episodes. I loved those episodes. 
Season three is available on YouTube, though I don't know if it has English subtitles. And so I'm sad that he has not paid his taxes and is <laughs> has taken away a lot of my enjoyment for a bunch of these historical <laughs> uh, reality TV shows. So you know what? I'm just people, celebrities, pay your taxes, please. <laughs> so Karen, your most surprising is Deng Wen. My most surprising would definitely be Li Yifeng. I mean, come on. I was on a work trip and I saw the news break out and I said, you know what? We have to make an episode of this. So why is it that Li Yifeng is my most surprising? Well, first of all, the reason why he is now blacklisted is not a great one. And quite honestly, I didn't expect him to be the type of person to go and find prostitutes. Right now, when people talk about Li Yifeng, they can't use his real name because unfortunately it's now censored. So what they do is call him Piaofeng, <laughs> which in Chinese means uh, prostitute. <laughs> Sorry, prostitute Feng. <laughs> um, so this really shows how uh, much he has fallen in the past, I think, three months. He had a great career ahead of him. He was slowly making that transition from a pop idol to a very respected and respectable filmmaker and also actor. He had acted in um, some period dramas, some uh, kind of revolutionary time dramas, and also had a couple of upcoming movies as well. But again, those are all scrapped. Given the news of Chris Wu last year, as well as some other high-profile arrests of celebrities soliciting prostitutes, I would have thought that maybe this year the celebrities would kind of be a little bit more hesitant to be caught in acts such as this, which is why Li Yifeng, unfortunately, is my most surprising celebrity downfall of 2022. Let us know what you think. I know for our podcast series, we've only covered a couple because we only started um, kind of midway through the year. But if there's any celebrity news or gossip that you thought was the most surprising to you, please let us know. Now, I would like to cover a topic that we really haven't talked about much this year. And maybe in 2023, I'll start adding a couple of these reviews. And these are book reviews. Kathy reads so many Chinese books, it's disgusting. <laughs> I read a lot of Chinese books, A, to keep up with the dramas that are filming or the dramas that have filmed or are airing right now and or just books that I find interesting. I want to, for this section, just go over my top three favorite books of the year and then maybe during the course of the year next year, while I'm reading them or as dramas begin to air, I'll first start writing reviews of the books themselves. I will clarify, these are not books that came out this year. These are books that I read this year. So number three on my list is a book called Zhao Xi Jiu Cao. It is a very engrossing book as in it is mixed with fantasy, but also with various little subplots or sub-stories along the way that tie together towards the end. We have one main character who at the front or at the beginning of the book comes to us as kind of like a tree devil who then goes and tries to abduct a young man. 
But as the story progresses, we come to understand why she does so and who this mysterious young man is. I thoroughly enjoyed this book. There's a lot of hidden um, Easter eggs or plot points that are buried in the beginning of the story that you really have to pay attention to. I really hope some TV production decides to transform this into a drama, but maybe they won't be able to capture all the nuances, but this is a really, really great book. Oh, so this is one of the books that has not been bought to become a uh, drama. Yes, all three of mine have not yet become dramas, so or are in the process of becoming dramas. Oh, well, look at you, so on the forefront. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, or number two on my list, is Taihang Dao, or the Temple of Taihang. This is a very interesting story because it is all about kind of Taoism and Buddhism and the story of a mysterious woman who wakes up not knowing anything about her past, but she is a powerful Taoist priestess who encounters two young men from the temple of Taihang. They came down from their mountain trying to have some adventure in the world, but encounter a lot of scary, I would say very scary uh, demons and enemies along the way. I thought this had a very interesting premise. I don't typically read novels or books on Buddhism or Taoism and also scary books. (laughs) But as I was uh, reading the adventures of these three characters, it became more and more clear that there was a huge web that was spun and the main characters need to understand who or why this web was spun. All right, and then my... Favorite book of the year is called Xian or Fallen God. So this is very interesting because it brings together the kind of typical tropes of the fairy realm with the trope of changing of time or reliving of time. But in this drama, or not drama, this book, the main female character is a headstrong, smart, beautiful young woman who is the lost daughter of the Empress. In the very first chapter, we come to learn that she wants to become Emperor. And on the road to becoming Emperor, she becomes a ruthless killer. So much so that her husband decides to kill her. Unfortunately, she does not let him off so easily. So they both die. But what's interesting is, is that husband was a fairy who had come down to the human realm to experience suffering. But this all doesn't go as planned because he was not supposed to die by the hands of this particular woman. So her actions actually catch the eye of the fairy realm. And they send another fairy down to make sure that nothing goes awry the second time. This story is loosely based off of the time period of the Tang Dynasty with Emperor or Empress Wu Zetian. I enjoyed it. It was gripping. There was a lot of twists and turns. So if this becomes a drama at some point, I will definitely try and go check it out. And we'll close out today's podcast episode with what dramas we are most excited for for 2023. I'm cheating on a little bit on my list because number one for me has got to be Qing Yunyan, the second season, or Joy of Life. 
The first season came out in 2019, the end of 2019, and was honestly one of my favorite uh, dramas, um, or is in my top five list of favorite dramas ever. I just had so much fun with that drama. And so it has been announced that filming will start um, in 2023, but we don't know when we're actually gonna see it on screen. But just knowing the fact that it's going to start filming after tons of delays, has me really excited. Hopefully it can live up to the quality of the first season, but otherwise, you know what? I'm just glad to see the story continue. Number two for me has got to be Hu Yao Xiaohongyang Yue Hongpian or Fox Spirit Matchmaker Red Moon Chapter. I have no idea what this drama is about, but just looking at set production photos and the fact that it stars Yang Mi and Gong Jun has me super excited. The costumes that we've seen from just uh, behind the scenes sneak peeks of photos, they're stunning. So I am very excited to see all of these beautiful costumes and beautiful people on screen. Kathy, what about you? One of the dramas that I'm very excited about is going to be An Le Chuan, which is The Legend of An Le. The book itself is a very good read. It doesn't involve time travel, which is the case for so many books these days. The basic premise is as such. Ren An Le is the leader of a group of bandits who comes to the capital to ask for the hand and marriage of the crown prince. Overall, it's a grouping story of revenge, love, and duty. It stars Didi Rapa and Gong Jun. I'm pretty excited about it. The behind-the-scenes photos are also very beautiful. And we'll get to see some, I hope, pretty good battle scenes in this drama. And my number two most anticipated drama is going to be Chang Yue Jin Ning, or Till the End of the Moon. It is based off of a book as well, um, and it is set in a very fantastical realm, so nothing to do with you know human politics. But basically, we have one evil master in which the female lead has to try to turn back time and make sure he does not go towards the evil path. The cast includes Luo Yunxi and Bai Lu. The trailers that we've seen so far show some stunning costumes, CGI, and makeup, so I have high hopes for this drama as well. Well, those are the dramas that we're very excited about. I will close off with some of our goals for 2023. I think the top one is definitely to try and write more reviews, bring you, the listeners, some more content that we, of course, are very interested in about, so we will hope to be able to fulfill that for the next year. And we are getting some new news of China opening up. So Karen and I are going to see if we can make a trip of it over to China sometime in the next year. A, to visit family, but also B, visit some unique places and parts unknown to us in China. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode of our thoughts for 2022 and our hopes for 2023. Please feel free to share your thoughts of 2022 or the past year uh, with us on our social media or on our website. We hope to catch you all in the next podcast episode.